In this episode of The Ziggler Show, I'm back with best-selling author and business coach Matthew Pollard, my guest from episode 849, to talk about his personal habits for success. Many of you will like to hear he doesn't start his workday till 10 a.m., but the highlight for me was in the last 30 seconds of our talk when he said, I think personal strategy is so much more important than business strategy, and it's the reason why most people fail in business and life or end up successful and have lost their family along the way. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is The Ziggler Show, where our focus is increasing your performance in your personal and professional life, drawing straight from the legacy of one of the most inspiring leaders of our age, Zig Ziggler. This is the habits episode. I do it with almost every guest because what we hear is all these leaders and high achievers are just real regular people. They're not special, but they are real regular people who get superior results from their lives because they choose to do special things, things you and I can do too. At the end of this episode, Matthew thanked me, as many of my guests do, for giving focus to this incredibly important foundational aspect of overall success, the personal daily habits. And in the last 30 seconds of the show, again, he said, I think personal strategy is so much more important than business strategy. And it's the reason why most people fail in business and life or end up successful and have lost their family along the way, which is an understatement to say the least. But it's exactly why I started doing these habits shows to begin with, uh, with these guests so many years ago, it reminds me of how so often in the action adventure movies I watch with my kids, a main character ends up hanging by their fingertips on a ledge at a climactic point. And I always point out as I take my parental teaching moment, Hey, to be able to do that, they must be doing their pull-ups every day. And that is the point when you see someone respond in a healthy, strong fashion, instead of react in an unhealthy fashion, it's not happenstance, but the result of working out that ability every day. I mean, being Superman and leaping tall buildings in a single bound comes from taking a few steps every single day. It's the daily habits. Uh, by the way, you can get the first chapter of Matthew Pollard's new book, The Introvert's Edge to Networking at theintrovertsedge.com slash networking. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous. And I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. All right. Well, I've gotten into that, the habit of asking around this, that on the day that is stressed, time is short, some things came up, you weren't uh, anticipating, and this is the night before you know about it. What are you going to get up the next day and you have the habits and routines you're not going to let go. You're going to make sure that if you can't do them all, you're going to at least do these one, two, three, four. 
Well, I mean, for me, my whole focus, so I actually have a, a notepad on the right-hand side. So I'll, I'll run off a task sheet. So I have Asana and I use that quite regularly for big tasks and projects. Yeah. But what I find is, firstly, I never go to sleep without knowing what I got to do tomorrow. So what I'll do is at the end of the day, because I mean, if you're like me, you, you, you prize your family time. And if you don't write down what you needed to get done tomorrow or what you really should have done tonight, down, then you find that you, you, your mental space just isn't with your family. Mm -hmm. So what I'll always do is I'll write down on my notepad what I need to get done, what's urgent, or I'll cross off what I have done as I do it throughout the day. I'll look at what that what's left and I'll then rip off the page completely, write the new things that I can remember down. And then I'll look at that sheet to see if there's anything there that still needs to be done. Because sometimes we over-prioritize things that don't need to be done. And then what I'll do is when I get up in the morning, then I'll still, I'll have my family time in the morning and then I'll come up to my desk and I will look at my task list before I check my emails, before I do anything. Because sometimes your emails can be those little ninkling things that take your whole day yeah. and they're less important. So I'll look at the, the sheet on my table and I will then say, what is it that if there's one thing that I need to get done today, what is it? And I'll put a star next to that. Then I'll write down anything else that comes to mind and then I'll eliminate one thing. And I'm always trying to eliminate one thing that I believe doesn't need to be done. Now, if I can't find something, fine. But usually over a night's sleep, my brain's gone, why are you wasting time with that? It's not necessary. It's not as urgent. It's urgent to someone else, but it's not urgent for you, which happens a lot. So because of that, then I have my list of things to do. And I will continue to do that list until that list is done. And then I'll go to my emails because those emails, people have got used to expecting responses in 10, 15 minutes of you know when they're sending. But if there are things that are going to push your business forward and get you to the next day and increase your escalation of how much effect you can have on the world, you have to do those first before the little inkling things that just don't make a difference. Absolutely. Okay. So you mentioned getting to that after your family time in the morning. Tell me about that. So I, I start work at 10. And the reason I start work at 10 is because I think that, you know what happens like when people get home from work and they kind of had big days and they're, they're not mentally free, they're tired and they kind of just want to eat dinner and go to bed or eat tea, uh, eat dinner, sit in front of the TV and, and go to bed. So for me, I mean, as an introvert, especially, you know, a lot of my energy is used in coaching or podcast interviews and things like that. So sometimes I'm, you know, I'm mentally tired in the afternoon, but I want my family to benefit from me in the morning. So in the mornings, you know, we'll have breakfast together. We'll enjoy our time. We'll, you know, we, we may switch on the TV from time to time, but more often it's outdoor coffees and things like that, unless it's raining and it's a horrible day and things like that. But, you know, for me, the morning, is the time that we get to enjoy each other. So, you know, we get up at 7.30 and we don't start until 10. It gives us a nice bit of time to enjoy each other's company. And then, yeah, we still we still knock off and enjoy each other's company at night, but it's a different type of um, quality enjoyment of each other's time. We're in each other's spaces, but, you know, we both had big days. We're both, I mean, my wife's more introverted than I am, so we're both mentally tired. And so we kind of enjoy relaxation together, not conversations and, you know, we're, we're, we're more quiet in that evening time and family and i missed it is it you're married do you have kiddos not yet not yet not we yet. Got married last, just a year ago just over a year ago oh excellent so, congratulations those conversations are coming up check in with me in a year or two <laughs> <laughs> all right well i'm a good one to talk to about that i've got more than i can count at this point um so tell me about the physical wellness side what do you do for that area of your life matthew so i'm a runner and uh -huh. i i will say especially during covid without my running 
because I'm not as active, my, you know, I, I tend to like, I think I found when I didn't go running, I get a little bit of anxiety with the not knowing what's going on and, and things like that. And even though, I mean, my business boomed during COVID, just like a lot of people that had great online brands, the, the, the just not using all of the energy was an issue. So, you know, for me, I, I run, every, you know, I, I like to go for long runs. So I'll run in the afternoon or I'll, you know, I'll take a long lunch break. Sometimes I'll go for a run in the morning if I just feel like I, it, it's funny, I'll go for a run if I, I can't figure out how to prioritize things. And I'll be like, oh, there's just too much to go to do. I'll go for a run. And then all of a sudden it doesn't seem as hard as I thought it Absolutely. did. And, you know, it's, I've already figured out how to handle a bunch of the situations. So for me, running is, 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 is a really big thing. Thing, you know, oxygenizing, you know, is really important. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's that, I mean, yes, I do, I do, I do weight training and things like that, but that's more about maintaining. So I don't end up like a, a blob on a, on a chair. Um, but the, the running is really, I do that for me. And do you, and do you do any kind of races or anything or, uh, to that level, just, just for no, you and for no, fun? I mean, I used to, I used to do, um, competitive running when I was in like high school. Oh, did you? Um, but you know, for now I, I just really, I do it for me and you know, my wife thinks I'm ridiculous, but I, I go for a long run in through the bike track around our neighborhood because there's lots of uneven rocks and it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've, I've only hurt my ankle twice in the last two <laughs> years with this. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's fine, but you know, for me, I just really enjoy that kind of physical kind of mental challenge of yeah. running that way. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, for me, I, I do it for me. And I think that's another thing that a lot of people they'll exercise to look good for others. They'll, you know, they'll do it because their doctor said so I do it because I feel better when I do it and I do it for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the same way I, I do. We live up here in the mountains and I like to wait till it's a little warmer. So I do it later, but there's a lot of times when I'll be working and just realize, man, I just, I just, I'm missing something and I'll go out and that's when things gel for me. Well, Hey, if you're ever out here in Colorado and you like technical runs, those are my favorite. I've got some killer ones we should go out and do together. Mate, I'll be up there speaking in an event in July. So I might take you up on that. Do, do. There's some beautiful, beautiful runs here. How about on the nutrition side? Anything you guys do specifically there? So I, I have found that I didn't, until I got married, I found that I did not know as much about it nutrition as I was told after I got married that I thought I did, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I thought I ate healthy. You know, I, I did not eat healthy, right? So I would eat chicken steak. I wouldn't eat a lot, a lot of processed food. I'd eat a lot of bok choy, but i eat a lot of the same stuff because, you know, I just, I knew how to cook that and that's what I did. Um, so now I have to say my nutrition, <laughs> when I go on the speaking circuit, I am much less healthy than when I'm at home. But when I'm at home, my wife makes sure that I eat healthy and my energy levels are massively different. My stress levels, just how I feel is different. So, you know, we always have organic, we always have clean food. Everything's a home cooked meal always. And I, I love that. So, you know, I, I, I am incredibly healthy eater. And, you know, but it's, it's not because of my energy. It's because my wife puts in that energy to make sure that I eat healthy. And I appreciate that. How about on the financial side, habits there? And it's always interesting to talk to people who have done well and, you know, you're blessed monetarily now, but you weren't always there. What were some of the things other than just making a lot of money, which maybe that's it, uh, but what are some of the financial habits? 
So I, I, I went through a stage where I'm not proud of, like, I mean, I grew up relatively poor. So, and I mean, poor by Australian standards. I mean, there's a lot more people that were much worse off than I was, but I, you know, I grew up being embarrassed of the things that we didn't have. Mm. And because of that, you know, I had a job at McDonald's from 14 to nine months and I started to buy myself some stuff. But when I, I mean, I started to earn amazing money when I was just around eight, end of 18, 19, when I started to make amazing money selling telecommunications door to door. And, I have to tell you that I bought everything that I thought I could need that could make me happy. I, you know, I remember my, my parents went to my apartment and I had, you know, the latex mattress, the latex pillows, the fancy this, the fancy that, right? Everything that was the best I had. Mm-hmm. I spent fortunes on clothes that I never wore just because I enjoyed doing that. And it, I'm almost embarrassed that I did that now because none of that made me happy. It was completely wasteful. Um, however, one of the things, as soon as I get got my sanity back, that I realized is that in my personal life, I behave poor. In my business life, I behave rich. Money's not important. So the reason why I say that is because in my per- I think we spend a lot of money on things that make us feel good. What, well, I think it was Will Smith that said, you know, we spend our lives earning, uh, spending money we don't have to impress people we don't like with things we don't need. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for me, I found that, that, you know, I did that in my early life and, you know, I, I, I'm embarrassed that I did that. But now, you know, I, I you know, a lot of my brain is, you know, I show people how to obtain rapid growth on a really low budget, right? So, you know, the, the background you see behind me, it looks professional, but, you know, it only costs a couple of hundred dollars, right? So I don't spend money when I don't need to spend money. Yeah. So one of the things, like, I will spend, you know, 80000 on developing an online training program because I feel like it's going to create an ROI. But if I could, but if I got told I could have a, a $20 bookcase or a $200 bookcase and I felt like there was no difference, I'm not going to spend that extra money. So the answer is don't spend money you don't need to when you're in your personal life in your business life do what needs to be done and don't have a budget i.e don't have a mindset where you don't want to spend any money because that's going to set you up for failure in your business though don't spend money that you don't need to right so it's almost like i'm going to do this because i need to do it but then be frugal on how you do it and what you spend and you know and price hunt and shop now you know it's harder when you have a team to do that because you're then paying for them to price hunt but when you're just starting especially and you're you're getting your shopping around or your partner's shopping around or you know you've got a kid maybe helping you out you know get them to shop for deals save money right being successful in business does not mean being blase about money awesome how about relational health what are some of the habits and routines there which i'm interested to ask because as the introvert i'm going to guess that it's not 100 of your closest friends that you're pursuing every day so I don't sell to friends. I never have sold to friends. Um, and, you know, that I guess that's the introvert within me. I, I, I know that I can make sales and I can network with people external. I mean, that's what my whole book's about, right? So for me, I've never really worried about that. But, you know, with, I mean, <laughs> learning how not to sell to your partner, not to sell to your friends, not to sell to your family is super important, right? And you've got to remember that when you learn how to sell, when you learn how to network, you know, your home life's very different. And you also have to have, like, I'm a person that has rules and boundaries. Like I block out family time. And, you know, for me, I I love what I'm doing. I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. It's easy to get lost in my day-to-day work. So for me, what I find is I block out family time in my month. And my rule is I can move it. Like if something comes up, I can move it within the month, but I can't move it to the next month. And the reason for that is otherwise you're always moving things forward. So having dedicated family time, we talked about the exercise I do to be mentally free before I go downstairs. And I do, if I have a coaching session or something like that, when I, you know, at the end of the day, I'll watch 10 or 15 minutes of Netflix just to change the framing of my brain before I go downstairs. So I'm mentally there. 
I think, you know, I think relationship health is, I mean, if you're not, if your relationship is unhealthy, then your business is unhealthy because you bring, um, you bring self-destructive behaviors into your work and career. Right. So for me, I feel that all success stems from relationship health. And I, I don't just mean with, you know, your husband or wife. I, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of people, it saddens me to see them not have great relationships with their parents and their kids and things like that. And, you know, if, you know, if you can, if you're in a safe job and you're considering starting your own business, you know, if I could make an objective of fix the family first before you go, because you can't have distractions and things in, in flux in all elements of your life. Right. You start a business when you've got all of that under control. And for me, you know, there are times that I have stemmed growth because I knew family time was more important. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this habits episode with Matthew Pollard. Next, I ask Matthew about the mental and spiritual side of his life and his habits there. He talks about anxiety and how often he realizes it comes from expectations others have imposed on him and not things he's always responsible for fulfilling. I've got some great resources for you. Then we'll jump back in with Matthew. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to take about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. You mentioned just the, you know, things you do for your mental. What about that? If I take even combine them in the mental and spiritual component of your, of your life, what are the things you do to foster where you want to be there? 
So, you know, I, th- I think our you know anxiety is our body's le- a way of saying that what we're doing is not a, not congruent, not aligned with what yeah. we truly want to want to do and what we, who we want to serve. So, anytime I feel anxious, as I said, I, I go for a run, and quite frequently, what's happened is other people have imposed what they've said is important, and I've so- I've somehow listened. And then I, I go for a run and I realize what's actually important to me. And I'm like, why am I even bothering with this stuff? You know, my father used to say to me, you know, from a really young age, I remember he used to come home stressed about all the things that were going wrong in the world. And I remember, you know, he used to say, if all of that went wrong, what would be the worst case scenario? And my response was always, oh, it could actually be better. And then all of a sudden, it brought everything into reality. So I think that, you know, mental health is bringing things into perspective, yeah. right? I think that if you feel anxious, go and, you know, in, in the, the the earlier podcast we just did together, you know, I talked about a podcast that I, I, I have called The Better Business Coach. And I talk about an exercise. Um, it's episode 17, Forget About Goals, Why is the Key to Success? And what I find is when people are incongruent in their goals, because we tend to inherit our goals from our mother, our father, our, you know, drunk friends we had in college, we hear these things, we're like, that's what I want. And we start to get towards it. We put energy behind it. And we're like, why am I anxious about this? And more often than not, it's because you're pursuing the wrong ends. Now, I know personally, I have been incredibly, I've earned incredible income. I've had great relationships with my family, but I've still been mentally unhealthy. And the reason being is because I was doing something that didn't fulfill me, that wasn't aligned with my overall values. And that's why I've changed and repositioned what I do to what I love. So I think as long as you're always doing what you're passionate about, as long as you're always following a mission, then your mental clarity, your mental health stays very clear. Like for me during COVID, a lot of people, you know, had, you know, a lot of mental torment during this time. I was rock solid and fine because what I was doing was aligned with what I wanted to be doing. I think a lot of people went, I did this because it was supposed to be the easy thing or the thing that was supposed to make me money and it's not working and it's hard. Like, why am I doing this in the first place? That mental health issue came from the fact that they felt they'd let themselves down, period. For me, I was doing what I loved. And a lot of people that even had a dip were like, well, I'm still doing what I love and COVID's happened. It's okay. Let's pivot. Let's change. Let's move forward. Ah. Love it. How about last one here? Personal. What do you do just for, you know, you've talked about running is something you do and that may be a primary, any other, you know, hobbies, pursuits, passions there, even self-care that you would cite? Yeah. So I, I love playing basketball. Um, now, you know, a lot of times I've found that with, you know, my speaking schedule, I can't commit to being part of a team, but I realized I don't actually need to be part of a team. I love playing. I think they call it horse where I just go around mm-hmm. the key and I'll do that for hours. My wife doesn't understand how I can do it, but it's mentally freeing. I'm concentrating on how I'm holding the ball, shooting the ball. Um, I'm surprisingly haven't got as, as, as good at it as I should considering how often I do it. But um, you know, that's, I, I just love doing that. I love just, Playing and it's funny. It's, it's almost like you know, sometimes I'll do that, and sometimes I'll pretend like I'm playing basketball against an opponent. It's, just, it's fun, you know. I just you know kid out for a couple of hours, and it's fun. Uh, other times I'll go and um, you know I, I, I get to do this a little bit less frequently now. I don't live by a beach, but I, I love scuba diving. I, I think that the the other part of the world that we don't get to see very often is beautiful, and I, I love doing it. I love wreck diving. I think wreck diving is amazing. Wow. Wreck diving. I don't think I've ever had that cited as a personal hobby. Uh, man, thank you for thank you for sharing this. It's great to see, as always, a behind the scenes and uh, some of what you said about you know your goals and your why is again right up my alley. It's why you're here. Thanks for taking the time again to be with us and uh, just share from your heart, Matthew. 
Mate, it was my absolute pleasure. I'm, you know, I, I think that personal strategy is so much more important than business strategy. Yeah. And it's the reason why most people fail in business and life or end up successful and have lost their family along the way. So I think this topic's really important. Well said. Well, there you go, friends, ending with a bang in that episode. I hope we all get the weight of his statement. I mean, if you didn't catch my main talk with Matthew Pollard in episode 849, where we talked about the edge introverts can have in business, I highly encourage you to check it out and send it on to your introvert friends. They'll appreciate it. You can get the first chapter again of Matthew's book, The Introvert's Edge to Networking at theintrovertsedge.com slash networking. Coming up in episode 852, I asked my audience, if you have any frustrations with your work, do you feel you need to change the circumstances or just change your attitude? Well, Tom Ziegler and I talked through the responses and I'll tell you this, there is no concrete answer as it depends. And that's what we talked through till then. Thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>